0: Welcome to HSBC Build and Grow, a series that focuses on managing finance for business continuity. As financials take center stage in business continuity conversations, your story together with HSBC is proud to present this series, featuring some of the finest minds in the ecosystem to help businesses leverage the financial ingenuity, perspective, and insights from these experts to power their own journey. Their own continent. Pushkar, very excited to be talking to you. And uh, you know, you have a brilliant name to your startup, if I may say so, Let's Transport. It can't get as direct and as simple as this. Uh, but tell me something that the space that you are in, and trucking space particularly, has been very impacted in the last uh, few months. How right. are you seeing, uh, How are you seeing the space?
1: Right. So, Shraddha, I think what has happened is definitely you know for when you're talking about essentials as a product space, we've seen strong tailwinds coming our way, wherein you know brands are now trying to move to more reliable supply chain. However, non-essentials definitely has taken a hit. So, as a company, we did uh, you know we did take a dip in our transactions that we were doing in the period of April and early May, but we've seen post recovery and we're back to pre-COVID levels as to where we were here. Wow.
0: Yeah, yeah. So the recovery has been quite fast,
1: right? It has been quite fast. Uh, fingers crossed, but uh, that, that's been the case so far. We've added a couple of new clients which are largely dealing with essentials or home deliveries. What we've also seen is brands are now agile and experimenting with home delivery and other delivery channels. And yeah. I think it brings us to a strong tailwind where you're seeing where, you know brands who were earlier reliant on probably individual truck owner are now looking for more supply chain partners who can and help them be more resilient.
0: Okay, uh, Pushkar, if I may ask you to do this because I'm sure you would have told this hundred times, but thousands of times, but you know, tell us about Let's Transport Absolutely. and why did you start this?
1: Sure. So uh, I started Let's Transport in 2015. Prior to that, I graduated from IIT Kharagpur, worked for a company called ITC Limited, and it's essentially my experience in those two particular years with ITC that I kind of uh, experienced the pain points of logistics in India. Uh, the challenge was uh, we are very focused on short distance trucking. Think of it as we are moving products for brands such as moving it to their distributors, retailers, or to an end consumer like you and I. And when I was at IDC, the challenges would be uh, we would not be able to uh, send on our stocks right on time, which would result in a sales loss for us. I mean, um, if you go back to your old days, you would think you know you go to a Kirana outlet, you order a can of Coke, but he offers you a Pepsi because Coca can't honey. Like, no. That essentially is known as sales loss because of stockout situation. So I grappled with those problems in my company and that's how I thought of you know, looking deeper into what this entire problem statement is all about. Uh, when I look deeper into it, uh, I realized that while you have TCI and a lot of fairly large companies in long distance trucking, you do not have anything in short distance trucking, right? which is within city in and around city transactions. right? And that's where I believe that we could solve it using technology, which I'll probably talk about in a little future, but that's essentially what we do. We help brands connect with individual driver owners move products in and around the city. Now, during my journey, what I did realize was, um, uh, and I was quite intrigued as to why a TCI, while it was working for ITC in the long distance trucking space, wouldn't want to experiment in a short distance trucking space, which mm. happens to be a natural progression. right? Yeah. What I did kind of realize and my insights on it were, when you do a long distance trucking, right, you your average trip is about 30,000 kgs, one big truck, which moves about 2,500 kilometers. And your average revenue per trip is about 60,000 rupees where you net still about five to 8,000 rupees, the challenge with short distance shopping is you're moving a very small truck and probably 50 odd kilometers in and around the city. Right? What it translates to is every trip would yield probably a 1,000 rupees and where you would mm. net probably 50 rupees of profit. Now, every business in India, the biggest problem is managing drivers. Now, every family owned business has an incentive of managing a driving, getting 5,000 rupees versus managing 100 drivers to get the same amount of money, in, which is why this industry has always been fairly fragmented.
0: Yeah. So you studied the market, understood the pain points, Yeah. But uh, tell me something then how are you solving it and how are you doing it differently? And, and also I want to understand why before you, nobody else
1: did this. Oh, absolutely. Wonderful. Yes. Now, um, if you look at what are the space that we are in, right, um, we try to reduce your cost of distribution and help you achieve more sales by preventing a stockout situation. Right. Now, what it translates to is, if you look at um, your grocery spends or grocery buying pattern, you typically buy groceries on a Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. So when I look from an ITC, I had a demand uptick on Saturday and Sunday, but all of a sudden that demand would taper down on the remaining part of the week. But when you look at an Amazon, right, you typically shop on a Saturday and Sunday. And hence your delivery staggered Monday onwards. Now, there is enough and more demand variabilities which every industry offers. If you club them, you get a beautiful curve which you can leverage those variabilities on. This essentially leads to lowering your cost of brand and providing them with enough and more truckers by being an aggregator in this position, right? Prior to us, none of them solved it for two reasons. One, I think uh, logistics does not seem to be a glamorous industry. Thankfully so, but I think more importantly, so people um, uh, try to definitely solve it. Um, um, it's a it's an industry where, you know, people have risen through ranks. You wouldn't see logistics going out being day one recruiters as at the most premier campuses, right? which is why I think the problem is fairly large and you're bound to have more efficiencies coming our way or probably some other organized partners. Way. So it's, it's a problem so, that could have been solved probably five, 10, 50 years ago. It just wasn't solved till now. Mm.
0: So, you know, uh, Pushkar, if you can run this, the whole thing through an example so that we Absolutely. understand end to
1: end. Absolutely. Now, um, a brand like a Coke would need a mm. lot of trucks on a daily basis, right? Mm. Now they go out in the market and they find these truckers using individual truck driver owners. Right? Mm. Now they kind of find, figure out 10, 20, 50 of them and they kind of try to work with them for a fairly long year long period. Right? Whatever variabilities of demand comes in, right? think of it as summer, you need a lot of trucks. This demand is something which brands are not able to capitalize efficiently on. Because right. you cannot find so many truck drivers on a daily basis. right? That's where you need an app which can connect you to 60,000 or a lakh truck drivers and they can service you as and when you need it. So once a transaction is booked onto our platform, it gets circulated to say 60,000 truckers which in turn would bid for it and then go and complete that transaction?
0: So, your truckers, sorry, the truckers here would be people individual who own yeah. individual okay. truck drivers,
1: yeah. commonly seen small trucks which you see plying on the road. Yeah,
0: yeah, okay. That's got the it. lot huh. that
1: you're focused on. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. So, that's that's what we're trying to do. Uh, when you look at it, when I, um, or during my research or legwork, when I spoke to drivers, right, this is fairly intuitive. Why can't you do load balancing between clients, right? Coke till Monday, Amazon Tuesday, so on and so forth they came up with another insight that working with an enterprise in India is fairly complex, right? You need to do quotation. You need to do relationship management, invoicing, collection, so on and so forth, which is why every driver owner is kind of restricted to one client and he marries that client for the next 10 yeah.
0: years.
1: Right? Now that's, that's something that went into our product, right? What we kind of democratize work for them is download an app. You get access to 200 large enterprises, everything else taken care by us. Uh-huh. For a driver, it's a whole set of convenience that comes our way through technology. Yeah.
0: So also, what it means is that you are empowering so many truck drivers, Absolutely. basically creating micro entrepreneurs, right?
1: Absolutely. Just to give you a sense of scale, there are 50 lakh such small truck drivers in India. 50 lakh. That's
0: right. That's and great. you have 60,000 of them. I have 60,000 of them today. You know, tell me something about the, this segment. Uh, you know, 60,000 truck drivers. What has been your study of them and and, and
1: their aspirations? If you can talk about that. I think uh, it's a fairly underserved community. I mean, uh, to my horror or my surprise, they did not even have bank accounts, right? Now, the beauty of such industry is because you start serving them, they tend to have a lot of loyalty towards your platform. So our ambition is to have enough and more products for them, which allows them to have a better lifestyle, right? It could be in format of democratizing working with an enterprise. You don't have to worry about anything else. It could be providing them additional earnings. It could be as simple as helping them open a bank account. Or on our driver onboarding center where we not just teach our applications to them, we also help them download a net banking for a bank so that they don't have to stand in line every month to get a passbook update. Right? Uh. And I think that is what this lot is all about. They're a notch lower, a tad lower than a Zomato delivery boy or an Ola cab driver in both in terms of social strata, in terms of literacy. And I think there is a significant handholding required for them to kind of bring them up to speed to where others are. Have you like you know you said that we have 50
0: lakh truck drivers and out of that 60,000 are in your on your platform for someone like you Pushkar, because you know I feel that you are you would be you know from IIT product for then worked in ITC. How oh, did all these truck drivers onboarding? It was difficult. It was <laughs> not easy.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, it's one of the most difficult community to work with. Yeah.
0: I think
1: the first year was very painful right? to understand what products would they be comfortable with, what are, what are the service offerings, so on and so forth, to a level where you had to sit with drivers through the entire transaction experience. Well, I think what it did was, uh, one thing we kind of tried communicating them was, we are here for you. So we treat drivers as our primary client and then comes our enterprises. Right Now, the fact of the matter is, early on, they would be in a shell where they would not expose a lot of their pain points to you. But once you start building trust by solving smaller problems, they start building and seeing that you're working towards a mission which is helping them. Mm. And I think word of mouth is significantly high in this space. You'll be surprised we don't spend any marketing dollars on our supply on board. So most of our supply is all word of mouth. So the first year was definitely the most painful for us. But I think when we understood what product market fit means for them, which is not just on technology, but also on service, on their earning patterns, so on and so forth, I think that's when we started seeing organic growth of suppliers coming on our way. I a real
0: example, but how can one truck driver you onboarded? Because it sounds very mysterious to me. Masa, if I have to do this today, I don't know. Yeah, like so even I didn't can't know. know the street. So,
1: <laughs> I'll tell you the biggest <laughs> thing. The first driver which I onboarded, his <laughs> words <laughs> were that you have to buy a lot of Wow. Now, that's the most difficult part that you have to breach. Right? Uh-huh. And which is where, when you start, you tell that you have to buy transaction, you have to buy a transaction, you have to buy a lot of money. This is a very difficult experience, right? Convincing trip I trip versus, you know, we will sit with each 10 of the truck driver. Yeah.
0: And
1: that kind of, then we were very focused upon that particular driver bringing in their referrals. Because
0: yeah. what we knew was,
1: you could not solve it by throwing money to this problem, right? I mean, then there's a breach of trust. It is extremely difficult. I mean, back in the day, 2014, 2015 were years where, you know, Uber for trucks was, or Uber for X was the model which everyone was kind of going behind. And there are 106 startups which came in this particular space that I'm talking about, right? So it's natural that these truckers had lost trust to a level they are passing away, so on and so forth, and it was a pain. But I think once you get that set of 100 truck drivers, what trusting you? I think then it's a fairly virtuous flywheel which comes your way.
0: Wow.
1: So उनको जाके समझाया सर आप इतना कमाते हो अब आप इतना कमाओगे चार transactions मैं आपके to बैटरी करवाऊँगा and that's how this story built up.
0: Wow. Wow. So initially, you bootstrapped or you raised money?
1: I bootstrapped. Initially, I bootstrapped for a little close um, to about three quarters to a year.
0: Well, that's it. <laughs> yeah, no, really. party saving, I
1: think I was a guy who was just two years into work.
0: No, but the good news is that you built something uh, compelling enough to get investors in three quarters to a year. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah, yeah. yeah. And also, in the time frame when you started, as you said, it was quite noisy, Like It was so much of, uh, that was the pitch then. That was the pitch then, I remember.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Everyone wants to be an Uber for truck.
0: Tell me, what was your pitch to the investors? We never wanted
1: to be Uber for trucks. I think uh, the industry is very different. Um, uh, It has its own subtle pain points, its own benefits which you have to solve. And while Uber definitely might be a model which works, but we never wanted to be that fancy one. Second, I think we were trying to address a very different pain points. Right? Uber is a consumer app. We wanted to be enterprise. Uber is B2C. We are B2B, um, and so on and so forth. Uh, we were never in in, in the business um, kind of you know just to copy paste because um, coming from an enterprise background, um, I had a few personal experiences which I wanted to solve for, and yeah. I wanted to solve for because I couldn't get available solutions in the market. Right? I tried contacting yeah. most of these logistics companies. Why don't you want to solve this problem for me? And that's how I developed those insights about this business.
0: Very, very. Yeah, it comes across when you talk. Matablag, right? From the ground. You know, that's why, like, you know, my question that how did you onboard is like as basic as, yeah, yes, you know, as went through that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pushkar, yeah. uh, 2015, now we are in 2020. If you have to say these five years, tell us one or two or maybe three key learnings while you have been in the trenches with the truck drivers building oh, a platform?
1: I think being equitable and trust. That's foremost, mm. right? I think and, and that, that was just validated by this pandemic, but we've tried to be very equitable, very transparent with all of them, right? Not just our truck drivers, but even our clients, even our investors, even our employees, right? I think that's something which I carry away over the last five years. Uh, I also think focus is something which is extremely important. Solve one problem, but be extremely good at it. Right? While there might be enough and more pulling forces, just focus on one thing which is solving. If there's real need, if there's real merit, try building it out one block at a time. I think these two have at least helped me survive or come to where we are today. Wow!
0: Wow! And if you if I if you have to say that one not two things, if you know you didn't know but you learned in the oh, journey.
1: Absolutely, I think uh, logistics is not an optimization business; it's a financing business. So, um, you know, the uh, paradox uh, is uh, when, when I actually, you know, I read about money matters, I thought this is the reason why <laughs> I was being called. <laughs> but yes, I think I was naive uh, when I started this business uh, to think of it as it's an optimization problem. Uh, it is, no doubt. And I have a thesis, I mean, my graduation thesis in the same space, but uh, it is also a large business of working capital, right? which is where you have a difference of accounts receivable and accounts payable. This simple terminology, I was fairly naive to not understand before. But I think now we're trying to kind of learn this concept very well and manage liquidity our way. So,
0: now uh, that you've you, you said that it was your thesis uh, uh, topic, tell us the difference. Like, how do you see optimization and how do you see oh, uh, so my, financing?
1: Uh, yeah, my thesis was uh, dynamic vehicle routing using heuristics. So, these are some algorithms that you use to kind of find the best way, best routes, most cost efficient, most service level, so on and so forth. Right? And that, that's what my thesis was all about. When I came to this business, I realized, you know, this is, yes, this is probably stage two. Step one is working with a driver, right? In a most human possible way where you get the trust in, working with a client where you're solving accounts receivable, account payables is a problem and then building it to a point where you have enough data to help you optimize that. Uh-huh. So you probably reached that place two, two and a half years ago.
0: Uh-huh.
1: So you can't optimize yeah. extremely well with just 100 trucks running on your network. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You know, one very silly question, but I want to ask you, the truck drivers who a single truck or a mini truck, do they take a loan pe lete honge, or do they buy it? So like, take, how do they procure it?
1: So they take it on loan. Um, I'll just spend a minute on this again. Uh, if you look at this trucker, right? he's a very unique person. Uh, he's a guy who's coming from a rural village. He is looking out for work historically from 2006-2000s. And the only thing that he could think of or see was a large warehouse. And there are plenty of them all across the country. Right? The challenge is B2C business. What Anola and Uber did was not intuitive. Probably 10-15 years ago, right? the only thing was your yeah, warehouse, What I have an access to about one lakh of capital, I can get two-three lakh loan more, and I'll buy a small truck. Right? Mm. So between 2000 and 2015, this segment, the small trucks, was the best-selling segments across all OEMs: Tata, Mahindra, Ashoks. These were the trucks which sold. It, right? This guy then graduates onto a big truck. Uh, right now, what happens is, come 2015, the same set of driver who could buy a four lakh small truck could also buy an Indica, and where he would earn more because of Ola and Uber, because of the perverse incentives which you we were huh? And hence, from 2016 through 2019, you see a decline in sales because a lot of these drivers were now buying Indicas of the world. Mm-hmm. But 2019, once incentives rationalized, this again has become the best-selling segment. Now, the mm-hmm. reason why I was telling you this story is. Uh, This community is so unique that they give an insight to all OEMs, all manufacturers as to what trucking is all about, right? what trucking community is, which is why uh, most of these OEMs have actually invested in all of the platforms which I've just mentioned. Uh, Think of Mahindra, they have invested in somewhere, Tata has invested in somewhere else, so on and so forth. And hence, this as a community is a set of people who are coming in from a rural village nearby, taking trucks on loan, and they're desperate for work because they have an EMI which has to go out. And yeah. even during pandemic, they were very aggressive in requesting work from our platform. Wow.
0: Wow. And it's, it's phenomenal, no, that you had, they had a platform like yours, Let's like Transport. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think it helped both of us. I mean, um, um, April, I mean, I think, you know, COVID and lockdown are two very different impacts on our business. They're not, they yeah. shouldn't be clubbed. And I think it also allows you to see what's the strength of your platform. It stress tests your platform, right? Can you, I mean, you claim to have 60,000 trucks, and you actually get even a truck when there's actually need of it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: I think that that stress test, I think we've been able to pass well, at least from our clients' perspective and even from our private partners' perspective.
0: Juna, I'm enjoying talking to you. You're so passionate about a space. Yeah, like the whole space and what you are doing. But honestly, I like I never thought of trucking platform as exciting, but I you're know. making it so cool.
1: Yeah, you know, no, I think, no, 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 no. Thank you so much. Humbled by it, but um, the biggest challenge in logistics is right recruiting people. I mean, you know, none of fancy bankers, fancy consultants would ever want to look at logistics, right? I mean, that's at yeah. least, that's the bias which every one of us carries to get these guys and you actually have to tell them what's this industry all about. And I think um, yeah. maybe because of uh, repeated efforts of failing on hiring great folks, I think that's the reason I have to be more passionate now. But yeah, I enjoy, but- I thoroughly enjoy I think the only thing which has changed after me spending five years with trucks is, first, I excited Mercedes-Benz they Now, excited one thing I've
0: so that's <laughs> the way it's come my way. No, but but it shows, it shows, and that nobody can take away, like you can't fake this. It shows yes. that you yes. look that you're enjoying this. Uh, uh Pushkar, if I can ask you, you know, about the revenue model. Ki paisa kaise banta hai
1: or how has it been in the Absolutely. last five years? Hmm. So uh, we've been profitable operationally. Uh, we only invest capital in technology, product, and new initiatives. Uh, so none of our cities need capital to run, they scale fairly well. Um, uh-huh. Our business model is simple, we go to a large enterprise, we uh-huh. sell two kinds of services that you need, hey, you need small trucks to deliver products, it's something that you've been doing for age-old, probably 50 or donkey years, we're here to do it more efficiently. Right? Uh-huh. One, we offer you better service levels, and you can manage it through technology, and at the same time, you can see cost benefits, which translates in a month or so from operations. So that's how we, we get in clients, these are large corporates, think of them as Amazons, Pepsi's, so on and so forth, and at the other hand, we start onboarding truck drivers, right? Uh, how we do it is initially we go have a fleet on street, which would probably talk to drivers, educate them on an application. And then we start building that network up for every successful transaction. we take a take rate or a commission out of it uh, from uh, the enterprise. From both, both the sides. Huh. So um, we would get money from the enterprise. We would keep our transaction take rates and then remit the remaining to our driver partners. So I hope an it's answer. not too high. Oh, it is not rather uh, if it's high, it, it tells you that, you know, the value that you're creating for both is enough and more that you're still creating enough value for them. <laughs> but uh, at, at certain geographies, we do have uh, equitable. <laughs> I wouldn't say high. I think it's equitable, is the right word, where a driver partner is happy parting up ways of X percentage of his earnings because we have created that delta value in his life.
0: Yeah. And do you track the impact you are creating on this segment? On oh, absolutely. I said, that's yeah. my
1: primary clientele. So, you life? Know, to a level where you've done some partnerships which allows them to save more time fueling at fuel stations, right? So yeah. we're just trying to look at what a driver does in his life and save time for him. Because I think today they might not be putting a value to it. But tomorrow when they realize, you know what, because of this platform, I've saved two hours in a week. I think that's that's a, that goes a big way.
0: Which is where you know,
1: the concept of training them on net banking, training them on other things which are not part of our platform still helps us going along with. way.
0: And then if you have to track, I don't know, if you have to track, track from your Let's Transport Se Pehle covered and Let's Transport Ke Baad Ka Overall, yeah. Metrics,
1: productivity. We say, yeah, the productivity uh-huh. that we look for is twofold. On the client side, what is uh, their reduction in cost per ton of kilometer. So the uh-huh. freight metric which you measure is how much do you pay to move one ton over a kilometer. Uh-huh. So that is about a little mm-hmm. close to 15 to 20% for a client. So they've seen about 15 to 20%. On the supply side, how much revenue have you earned than what you were earning before? So we don't uh-huh. look at a per kilometer, but at a daily level, how much have you been able to earn? That number today is about 25%. Ah, this in all gives us a healthy take rate in between as well. So we are fairly confident of creating value for all three of us in the system.
0: No, so that gets me to the next question that you said something very interesting that in the last five years, what you've done among other things, right, is have have focus and that focus has led to this 60,000 truck drivers, all these enterprises and and, and actually core problem that you've solved in the last five years. What are some of the... Areas that you're looking to expand to in the coming
1: years, if I may say so. Absolutely. So a couple of things. uh, We work with industry verticals to kind of, uh, we work with six broad industry verticals. Think of them as consumer goods, such as Nestle, Farmer's. The second one would be e-commerce, online retail. The third one is organized retailers. The fourth one is so on and so forth. So as an enterprise facing business, we want to develop core competencies across different industry verticals. Mm. So My expansion now would be towards Paints, Simmons, so on and so forth, At every industry, right? Every industry that I onboard on my network changes my variability curve. So the idea is to have something where you have strengths on each sector, right? Second is expanding on my supply side where I want to work with more different types of trucks, right? So when I was young, we had trucks which were to the tune of one ton, which is the smallest one that you see. Today we have about 10 ton trucks. Now, this diversification allows us to do two benefits. It allows us to give more optimization opportunities to our client. Yeah. You know what? And hence your driver cost is much lower, so on and so forth. Mm. And hence your switching cost with client drastically increases. Because their dependency starts to then increase more. Yeah. At the same time, your driver, because you have a network from one ton to ten ton, if tomorrow the driver is an enterprising in nature and he wants to buy another truck. We would recommend him to buy a bigger truck so that his earning potential every month increases. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You know, actually, you answered a very important question. I was going to ask you what gives you competitive advantage, if I may ask. Yep. Because uh, I think what from outside, what it seems like that you've done the hard leg work, of <laughs> onboarding. Because that, to me, is the biggest thing. Yeah, right, getting nice. sixty thousand uh, truck drivers on your platform. So you've solved that but you, now what you're saying is that you know with all the variability customization ensuring that the enterprise customers keep getting the best and i think that would be your absolutely you know differentiation absolutely right
1: and the, i mean you know the good thing which at least that's what been voiced by my clients is uh, i don't go and pitch that you know i'm the best out there but the challenge is there are not a lot of organized players present and hence Whatever we do is a tad benefit for them. So every year that our client increases their relationship with us, they would see benefits. And hence, for them to move away from the platform, they would then be going back to an individual driver owner model, which would take their cost probably 25% upwards. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And and is there any competitor in the market?
1: Well, as I said, there were 106 earlier. But I think (laughs) uh, between uh, between that till today, a lot of them uh, kind of shut shop a few pivoted, a few of us, handful of us survived. But I think those who are left, uh, Porter happens to be one competitor to us. Glowhorn is a competitor. Both are very fine companies. Uh, both of them have different um, business models. Not not exactly an overlap. But yes, they are in the space of interest. trucking is what we call them.
0: Yeah. Okay. Pushkar, very impressed talking to you and what you have done. Uh, you know, this is using tech, real problem, real community, and and, and somewhere, you know, empowering in a very tangible way, the whole economy, right? Like, because productivity grows you know, yeah. when yeah. I started
1: this business, I always thought this was a cost center, right? Logistics is a cost center. And hence, five years ago, my client conversations would be, what would cost? And I'm like, Boss, 15% Today, interestingly, when I go and talk to a client, they don't ask me about cost. They have a fear of missing out. retailer and I'm taking two days to service them now all of those enterprise buyers are now focusing on how to make it more efficient. So The good part is they now understand tangible values and the intangible benefits that a platform brings to their table.
0: Yeah, you know, it also at a macro level, it also talks about the role of technology, right? Like how technology has brought productivity in our world over and more so in our country.
1: Absolutely. And I completely agree, you know, uh, because running on a very wafer thin margins plus on a very small ticket size business, you you need to do a lakh transactions a day for a business to be of meaningful size. Yeah. People driven businesses would not be able to solve this problem ever. Yeah.
0: You just don't be yeah, able yeah. to do it. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Pushkar, what's the
1: big dream? Oh, uh, I think um, my biggest dream, right? If you look at logistics in India, right? Most of the publicly traded companies, they are 1% to 2% of what their counterparts are in the China, right? Or anywhere in the globe. And I think um, there's a there's a glass ceiling which our logistics companies have hit and for the right and wrong reasons both. I think by bringing in fresh talent to this industry, right? when you are talking about leading people who have solved multiple problems in different industries and bringing technology, I think you can create a scalable entity. So I personally am super excited about um, removing the fragmentation of this industry. I mean, why should an Indian company be just 1% of their global counterpart, which is by the way, the biggest company in India. Um, and that, that's, I think, what excites us. Also, what excites us, um, also what it excites us is um, in an environment which has been left untouched for the last 50 years, you have enough and more inefficiencies, right? I'm talking about inefficiency in one space. Now, once yeah. you're close to this environment, you'll find 10 more inefficiencies around in the adjacent businesses, which gives you a very strong competitive advantage to create multiple businesses in the same ecosystem.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Very interesting. Uh, I don't know if I... Are you also looking at, you know, you said that intercity, you know, trucking, uh, transportation solution you're providing, are you also looking within at- Within city.
1: Huh? We are in within city,
0: intracity. city. Huh? intra
1: city? Intra city is within a city. Even I didn't know that before.
0: Yeah. No, no. So, yeah, so that's what I was meaning <laughs> that it's intercity, but are you planning to do intercity also? No. Or, no,
1: no. Okay. I think both are very complimentary businesses. Uh, mm. Both have their own different values systems that you have to create, uh, which is what I said, focus, remember? I mean, you've uh, had these conversations, but I think focus always helps
0: yeah 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 and 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 uh and there is huge opportunity right now to crack that only right Absolutely. in the next
1: few
0: years yeah Absolutely. yeah
1: okay we're, we're uh, with one percent truckers. i think till about we have 25 percent truckers of india i think we are good to go we, we have 25 percent i mean i mean we have that much of potential then we'll start thinking about other adjacent business
0: so how many truck drivers 50 truck drivers 25 percent is 10 lakh so one to two percent yeah, yeah. How, in how many months or years are you going to do that?
1: Oh, that depends. I think it's a depends. <laughs> I'll not. Um, but I think in a near future we should. Soon. Yeah. I don't want to yeah. kind of. Um, yeah. I mean, maybe I could do it better than what I come in today.
0: Yeah. No, but I, you know, honestly, I'm very impressed with your attitude, uh, and that comes across. And I think it's half of the. It's like the mindset, right? And it's the passion and mindset, and like just enjoying the process, which comes across in uh, the way you are building it. Now I want to ask you, what does money mean? You are oh, on Money Matters. What does money I, I, mean to I you? I think
1: in every business, in both professional and personal, money matters a lot. I think in our business especially, so because uh, you know, you're you representing interests of a driver community, which otherwise did not have a voice to represent. Um, uh, before this pandemic, uh, we kind of uh, worked together with all of our stakeholders, partners, to understand what we wanted to be. Right? What is our true north? And we found that we wanted to be equitable with our driver partners. Now, when I talk that we want to be equitable, which has multiple implications, right, wherein you want to pay them on time, irrespective of whether a client would pay you or not, right. And which is why money matters so much, because that's that's one of the key ingredient, which is going in building this trust, right. And yeah. I think, um, which is why there are a lot of moving parts professionally in logistics with a very limited logistics domain, a lot of moving parts, which, which needs to be taken care of. And um, uh, I think uh, just before the pandemic, um, uh, things were a little um, hazy for us, largely because uh, we uh, we are also dependent on our clients, right? I mean, um, our revenues uh, uh, are outside of what we've raised in capital, and hence it's on equity which drives this business anymore, right? Now, what it translates to is, if you look at a business, right? Think of it as an Amazon, think of it as a GSW Cement. Now, um, one, all of a sudden, people started working from home, which meant yeah. all your bills would now take longer to get clear. Yeah. Which also meant now, with liquidity crisis hitting your clients, they would want to push out your payments.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. The classic Indian enterprise problem. Right. Right. I think these are small things which we identified early on and tried to solve it structurally so that we don't end up in a place where there's a liquidity crisis. Some of the things, yeah. Some of the things that we did was um, um, one, we worked with our clients to kind of convey why it's necessary, right? A lot of clients, we do empathize with our clients that when they say hum ka bhi revenue. Nahi. But the challenge is in this pandemic, if you if you if you go back and think, right, these are these delivery boys or drivers who are actually delivering products. These are those frontline yes. workers. And Usma Bulgaria main not nahi dunga." it just doesn't click. Yeah. Which is why it brings me back to being equitable, right? When you have such conversations, you're not representing your interest, right? You're representing the interest of 60,000 drivers. I think most of our clients have been very accommodative to kind of understand this. At the same time, where there was genuine problem with clients, either liquidity or so <laughs> on and so forth, what we did was, we went ahead, uh, took some debt instruments to help us offset that. Because a driver would not be able to look at it. Right? But we yeah. could. And which is where we come in.
0: Wow. wow. Yeah, proud of you. Good.
1: <laughs> Fingers <laughs> crossed, as I said, you know, we're still in between the pandemic, but uh, I think another six months to so wait and watch how things go.
0: Yeah, we are all waiting and watching, but the intent what you are talking here and what one is seeing is the intent you have the right intent and you are implementing as much rightfully abho to barki bhagwan ke exactly bhagwan faith uh, ke
1: bhi bharosa hota hai hum log yeah but okay
0: vaccine ke vaccine ke bharose bhi hai i agree with you vaccine jab a what does and now i want to ask personally what does money mean to you what has it meant
1: oh um, i think uh, money and i don't have a very good relationship but uh, i've had a fortunate journey And And hence, I've had a privileged uh, kind of uh, so far, so good. And I'm not someone who gets super excited about money, but I think, yeah, it it helps you solve a lot of problems otherwise. But I don't have a personal view on it very strong.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Okay, good. Thank you. Thanks, Pushkar. Thank Thank you 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 so
1: much. Take care. Be safe. Thanks. Yeah,
0: you too.